Hi everyone, I'm Aaron Green, head of SAP Success Factors across Asia Pacific and Japan, and welcome to today's episode of People People Unfiltered. Each episode, I sit down with extraordinary business leaders to discuss all things people experience. And today's conversation is one that will resonate with us all. Lessons from a working mom, doing it all. Whether it's in the capacity as a co-working mom, partner, parent, sibling, child, friend, or co-worker, this conversation is going to be close to home. Now let's cut to the chase. A recent McKinsey report on COVID-19 and gender equality found that women make up 39% of the global employment, but account for just 54% of overall job losses. Well, another study out of America has found that one-third of working moms in two-parent households reported that they were the only ones providing childcare for their children, compared to one-tenth of working fathers. Higher levels of psychological distress have also emerged amongst women with children, compared to women without children, and to men with or without children. It's all too easy to pin the blame of this inequality and inequity on COVID-19, but this is far from accurate. We live in a reality where the juggling act of modern motherhood is expected, maintaining the soaring career, the perfect family life, a dazzling social circle, achieving fitness goals, rocking the current fashion and beauty trends, furthering education, and all with a great shake of self-care. When these unrealistic expectations are inevitably not met, you're left with a crippling case of working mum guilt and questioning why you're failing to do it all. Before my incredible guest shares lessons from a working mum and the role that HR has to play, let me set the scene of today's chat by sharing a quote from Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who famously imparted this pearl of wisdom. You can have it all, but not all at once. Now, please let me introduce Jocelyn Chan, HR director at Aspiel Corporation in Singapore. Jocelyn has more than 15 years of HR experience, is a certified facilitator for the seven habits of highly effective people. And she did this so that she could encourage and empower others to relentlessly pursue to be better versions of their current selves. Jocelyn is a mother of a special needs child and has a keen interest in understanding and helping special needs children achieve independent living. This is truly the definition of a working mom doing it all. It's my real privilege to welcome Jocelyn to People People Unfiltered. Hi, Jocelyn. Thanks so much for joining us today. Maybe you can give us and our listeners a bit of background about yourself. Hi, Erin. Um, thanks for having me here. Um, so I've been in HR for about slightly more than 15 years. Yeah, uh, but before that, I was in the tourism industry, actually. So I did hotel frontline. I did some meetings, conventions, sales and operations. Um, got a, a good, uh, probably about five years doing that and enjoy it quite a lot. And then I moved on to HR. So uh, did HR in three organizations. The first two were actually more Asian MNCs, where I got my foundation and, and my structure. Wanted to be head of HR for once, yeah, where I'm able to direct more of uh, how uh, the people agenda in the organization, yeah, rather than uh, just executing uh, organization or global initiatives. I get a chance to actually now drive the drive. Absolutely. So getting to, I, I think, set the set the stage for how an organization treats its people and what the people and culture agenda is. And, and that's a really privileged position to be in because you're impacting so many people's lives every day. Maybe kind of first question, we'll dive right into it. Uh, so as a mother and a working professional, how many times would you say in the last, I don't know, nine or 12 months, have you been asked this question? How do you do it all? 
And and I guess, how do you respond to that? And do you see men in the workplace being asked the same question? Okay. So I think initially, probably in uh, April, where Singapore had the circuit breaker, mm-hmm. I have a lot of version of that question. Like, how are you coping? Hey, I, I'm not doing as well. Can you tell me what you're doing? And I... I I think for me, it's um, being head of HR and being a leader in organization, I need to be calm and give my team the reassurance that we will get through this, everything is fine. However, internally, I'm like a a duckling, my my legs are actually wobbly and and trying to get through this whole new experience myself, right? And for the guys, interestingly, they don't uh, express as much as they need. Yeah. Uh, but you will hear them through uh, subtle uh, conversations, probably in the pantry or when we have catch-ups, like, hey, I- I'm sorry, I can't really uh, focus because I need to help my kid with home-based learning and things like that. So I-, I think they find other ways to express the challenge that they are feeling, but not as directly as most would Yeah, and I love that analogy of the duck kind of gliding beautifully on the water, but frantically paddling underneath. And I think that you're absolutely right. It's something that uh, certainly the last 12 months or so with, with the global pandemic, I think a lot of us probably feel like like the duck. Uh, yeah. And especially as business leaders, you're right, the, the need to project calmness and that sense of confidence uh, is really important because teams pick up on that. Individuals pick up on, on the subtle cues of, of their leaders. But you must see employees going through really similar struggles, uh, whether they're working parents or not working, or, or working with without children. What advice do you give to to working parents who, you know, right now are looking at potentially homeschooling their kids, uh, trying to work full time, going through different restrictions of when they can or can't come to the office? What What do you do as an HR executive and as an HR leader to to create a situation where people can be their best at work? I think there is also a lot of um, learning and, and a lot of um, change as you as you start through that process. Yeah, because I, I feel that I haven't listened as much uh, in the last 12 months as before, right? And mm-hmm. every one of us in the home front, we actually face different things. So some so of us, some of us that um, you know at the home front sometimes you you may have for example i have one kid right so it's me and my kid and and i think i can manage it pretty pretty well i i i must uh, say but there are some families with three kids and all vying for room space the dining table uh computer equipment so so each of my employees i feel facing different challenges Right. And so and during this time where everything is so uncertain, even their jobs, um, I feel the best way to help us get through it is to listen uh, and it's to listen and to empathize rather than to keep on giving advices. Yeah. And, and I think once you listen and you're there, offer just some comfort, they're all going to the same thing. I think that's a great point and one that probably is not unique just to HR leaders. I think it's good advice for 
all people leaders and even just peers and colleagues that sometimes uh, right now we need to be kind and what people need is just a safe ear or safe person to talk to and uh, be able to share what they're going going through. I think everyone is going to change and if I remember like in April in Singapore we had we had to work from home 100% and at the same time the kids at home based learning so as, as a mom who always send the kid to school you, you never had to really like stay with your kid to actually run through and at the same time be able to cope with your meetings and all that kind of stuff so I think each one of us are learning how to manage right so I feel that empathy being a bit more kinder, as you just mentioned, mm-hmm. and just be more aware of what each one of us are going through actually helps us to move forward uh, during a, a time where, where all of us are going through the same thing, whether in Singapore or, in a, or any other country. Yeah. Mm. Wouldn't that be amazing if the one of the key takeaways from the global pandemic is that we all just learn to be a bit kinder to one another? Yeah. Be, uh, I think that would be a great outcome. <laughs> Yes, I, a great outcome I, I, of yeah. situation. Correct, correct. And, and also to be more sensitive to each other's needs, right? And I think it's, um, I think this, this has actually floated up quite a fair bit to the top uh, during this whole experience where we are not only uh, looking at what the organization needs, but we're also more aware of our employees on their needs and their situation, right? Yeah, absolutely. So I want to kind of pick up on uh, this idea of kids, but also the the generation right now that is entering the workforce. And, you know, millennials are firmly in the workforce. Gen Z is entering the workforce uh, right now and will be for the next five five to seven years. And Mm. both millennials and Gen Z, I think, uh, share a particular trait, which is this desire to be perfectionists. Um, or a drive to perfection. And you know, I, I know that's a broad categorization and a generalization. But if we if we look at that and then you think about that drive for perfectionism in the workplace, how do how do working parents balance the the drive for perfection, managing the needs of a home life or children? Mm-hmm. Uh, because I'd imagine that you have to just learn to drop some things or reprioritize some things. Yeah, I, I feel it's a learning process. So, mm. so you, you you learn over time of how um, you can't be perfect in everything, right? And and I think every parent will want to give the best to their kid. Every situation that we are in, and and I feel this this whole experience that we have with COVID has really taught us to treasure every moment, right, that we have. Mm. We are created to focus and, and do one thing well. So I, I feel if we give proper time and attention and focus to each moment that we are in, yeah, I, I feel life will be actually more purposeful and more meaningful. And more meaningful. I love that. And so it's, it's maybe not about reprioritizing or dropping things, it's about being present in the mm, moment mm. and whether yeah, that yeah. moment is a moment where you're doing work or a moment where you are with your friends or your family but just really being fully present there yeah there are thousand and one things that you need to do and there's never enough time for it right but if if we keep on talk thinking about those things then we actually miss 
each of these moments that we could actually have to make the best out of it. Yeah, and I feel that this whole uh, experience has also taught me how I could manage better with my kid as well as the school. This new collaboration with the school on how we could actually continue uh, the kids' education, um, I think only happened for me during this uh, COVID experience. That new relationship with, uh, with your child's school uh, is a result of COVID and probably you're closer to your, your kids' teachers and principal and you probably have a much better sense of uh, your kids' learning and development as well. So there's been some surveys that have been done recently and they've, they've shown some pretty shocking statistics. Uh, and broadly speaking, what they show is that during COVID or through COVID, uh, roles for women are 1.8 times more likely to be at risk than similar jobs for men. Women make up right now 39% of global employment but account right now for 54% of global job losses through COVID. One reason for this that's been attributed is a greater effect on women of the virus uh, and it, it creates a disproportionate amount of unpaid leave or unpaid care that, that some working parents need to take and, and specifically working mothers need to take. What do you think HR's duty is here given that that really disproportionate uh, risk that, that working mothers are in uh, during COVID? I, I feel Keisha can actually um, advocate more um, more women-friendly options mm. uh, in the organization. And I must say that um, I think COVID has also been the catalyst for quite a number of these uh, initiatives which previously um, organizations are a bit more reluctant and a bit more slow to take up. But with COVID, I think it has opened uh, the door for a lot of these uh, initiatives to actually uh, move ahead, right? So I feel as HR, I feel one of the things that we could do is to actually advocate and um, create more awareness of how uh, we can be more, we can offer more friendly options to actually uh, working moms, or even, um, or even sing, uh, kids or, or employees with uh, parents that they need to care for. Of course. Yeah, that, that, so that we can also uh, have that kind of, uh, okay, so we don't talk about work-life balance anymore, we talk about work-life integration. So <laughs> have that kind of integration, <laughs> yeah, and still achieve all the uh, end outcomes that we desire. Right, so I, I feel as HR, we could actually create more awareness. And and I feel here in Singapore, we are also very lucky because uh, we have a government who is also advocating and in a way creating uh, awareness on these areas and um, sharing with us companies or good case studies of companies who have actually practiced that and what kind of outcomes they have derived to give us a bit more encouragement to try it out. Right, because I, I think for us uh, in in organizations, once you start, then how do you take it away? Take it away, right? Exactly. So that's the sphere yeah. of actually starting. Yeah. So I think this case studies actually give us a bit more uh, encouragement on how we could actually put these practices across, uh, and also we we could uh, engage a few uh, ambassadors in the organizations to pilot mm. this pilot this with us. 
that HR can do on a small scale before it even hits to a, a larger scale for for great greater acceptance across the organization. I think I think that's a really really good point, Jocelyn. And you know the the concept of work life integration. Uh, I love that. I, I haven't heard it called that before, but it's it's spot on, or you're spot on with it. it and it's interesting, you know, in uh, just kind of drawing on personal experience at, at SAP for our business in Australia and New Zealand, we introduced at the beginning of 2021, in response to COVID, five additional days of paid leave, mm -hmm, if you, mm -hmm. th that we call personal leave. It's kind of personal time leave. And it's really designed for if you've, uh, if you're out of holiday leave or vacation leave, but you need to do things like caring for elderly parents or sick relatives mm -hmm. or dealing with schooling for your kids, mm -hmm. that you're able to do that uh, mm -hmm. because we recognize that the world just looks really different today than it did even 12 months ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when we all first started working from home, there was this uh, need to actually be uh, online all the time, right? Yeah. right? At least during your hours. Yeah, please yeah. be online, be, be reachable and all that kind of stuff. But I think as we move on, we realize that with home-based learning, with our, you know, parents having to take care of and, and so on, we, we, we tend to be more flexible with time. At the end of the day, you, you move away from time-based supervision to more task-based, task right? And right. which is, and which is and what we have been advocating for the time. I love, Jocelyn, I love hearing you say that because I think back to actually a, a much earlier uh, episode of, of this same podcast series. And that was something I was advocating for. The change that organizations would need to put into place was one where we're not measuring people on when they clock in or clock out, we're measuring them on outcomes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I think that's actually a, a very, very, it's a movement it's a that movement we have been talking about, about for years. years. Yeah. Yeah, but it takes yeah, us a bit to actually make it happen. And, and really with technology and, Unless you are a frontline employee that has to be there from nine to six when the shop is open. Otherwise, actually, virtually you can do your work any time of the day, right? So having managers who are a bit more empathetic that looks at outcome rather than the time that you are being online, right? It actually yeah. helps yeah. us to manage uh, all the different uh, challenges that we have through this period. And I think I must say that now I feel we are a lot more accepting of uh, yeah, just looking at outcomes, looking at tasks rather than monitoring your time that you spend. I, I think you're absolutely right. And, you know, thinking about time, uh, there's been and, and in Singapore specifically over through 2020 and the, the first couple of months of 2021, the number of men taking parental leave is d is down significantly only four out of ten men are now taking parental leave and this has as you i think we can all imagine really significant consequences on potentially family life but also on uh, on people being able to have that work-life integration and avoid burnouts you know and 
and potentially on the work product itself. What do you think the role of governments should be in really encouraging parents to to take the appropriate amount of time to be with their families, whether it's with their kids or their elderly parents? I feel that our government has actually already done a lot. They have like, um, now we have government subsidized parental leave or paternity leave, right? Um, and we also have a movement where uh, we advocate for dads to actually uh, bring their kids to school, spend a Friday mm. with Friday for dinner and so on. And I think all these are actually good initiatives by the government. But I feel the reluctance is actually in the employee themselves the father uh, taking that leave or, or it may be due to fear because I, I think job security is still a, a real issue now now sure yeah yeah but i, I feel but it's, it's more about us as employees helping ourselves and also managers being a bit more sensitive at initiating that conversation on what the father may need to do especially if they have very young kids Right, so I, I feel the government has done quite a fair bit already and now it's really up to the organizations, the employees themselves, the managers being a bit more sensitive for us to actually push it there. Because at, as, as we have said earlier, COVID has shown us that anything is possible, right? Right. Absolutely. You don't really have to be at work from nine to six, you can actually do it beyond six or you can do it or, or be a bit more upfront with your supervisor and saying that you have certain things. And, and and because we are all now a bit more kind, we are kinder, so we are more accepting of all these different um, priorities that we have in life, or tasks that we have in life, uh, errands that we need to run in the day, right? And if, if, if we are a bit more forefront and talk about it, I think it helps facilitate things a lot. I think you're absolutely right. And I love the role that progressive governments like Singapore or even Australia are taking through COVID to support working parents. And, you know, it, kind of April or May of last year of 2020, uh, even the Australian government introduced uh, free or heavily subsidized childcare for working parents, uh, you know, who had to go into, you know, working doctors or nurses or, you know, critical frontline staff, and they needed to be able to leave their children in a safe environment. The the government provided, you know, significant subsidies for that. And it's incredible to hear that Singapore is introduced or has introduced similar subsidies for, for working parents as well. I, I think it's critical to, to help with that work-life integration and also have people feel that they can be successful at work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we have. I think we have quite a number of rural family initiatives that have been uh, developed by the government, and and really, I feel it's now up to us, the organisations as well as employees, to actually make full use of it. I, I I feel that there there will be challenges, but if you never talk about it and you never, you know, seek for the opportunities or to plan to make it happen then it will never happen. Absolutely, so. and you're right. We have to, organizations have to walk the walk. Yeah, correct, yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. And be a bit more upfront about having such conversations. I, I feel it could be us being reluctant to even have a conversation about an employee's family situation, right? And sometimes that's what the employee needs, really. A, a, a bit of listening ear, a bit of comfort, a bit of ventilation. Yeah, and all this to just know that the work is just 
more than work. It's, it's our second home. It's a place that we that. <laughs> well, sometimes it feels like Most my first time. <laughs> <laughs> so, Justin, last question for you. In You've been through, and we've all been through a lot in the last 12 or so months. If you look back where we're sitting today in February of 2021, if you look back over the past 12 months, what has been the biggest learning for you, either personally or professionally? I think personally, I feel, um, I think I talked about it uh, a while ago about uh, treasuring every moment and being present for every moment. Um, because with, with this situation, you do not know what happens tomorrow. Right, and, and I feel that living for the moment, being focused in what you're doing, giving your best during the time that you have, um, all these uh, uh, are thoughts that you will have, but it's coming up to the forefront now, uh, being a bit more uh, in your face, that these are the things that you have to do, whether it's with my family, my kid, or, or even with friends, right, that is actually something that you have to uh, work on, be present and, and sort of you know, knock off everything else. Uh, it can wait, right? So that's that's one big learning for me uh, personally. And another one is, is really about looking after myself, right? And, and, yeah. and, 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 and continue working and, and as, as if there's no tomorrow, but if through this whole situation, situation it also taught me that i can if i am well taken care of then i can look after others so it's to give myself time to take care of my physical self as well as my mental self right so that i can actually give my best to others right right um on the, on the professional i feel that uh, a lot of things that were impossible last time is not possible so i feel covid has actually helped us to progress a lot especially in hr in ways of work the organizations have been a bit more reluctant a bit more slow in, in taking up uh, progressive ways of work but uh with the help of covid we have seen that a lot of things are more possible than we think right and we can all still be an organization with everyone working from home right jocelyn i i have to say this conversation has resonated with me so much and and your advice to to take care of yourself whether it's your your physical or your, your mental well-being but also to treasure every moment and, and be present with every moment has is just so absolutely true and it has been such a pleasure for me to be present with you in this moment and and to learn from you I really want to thank you for your time today. It's just been so incredible and so inspiring to hear from you uh, the way that that you look at the organization, the way that you look at the world, the way that you look at uh, the work-life integration, no longer work-life balance. I think there's lessons there that each and every one of us can take uh, to heart in our daily lives. So I, again, thank you for joining us today. And it's been an absolute pleasure.
Yeah. Th thank you, Aaron, thank for, you the Aaron for the opportunity. I, I think yeah, by I think answering your questions, I also uh, reinforce certain reinforce things for myself. Things for yeah, myself. so I, I yeah. feel yeah. so I have a learning journey for myself to this whole episode as well. Well, I, I love it. And I'm going to look forward to talking to you very soon. So thanks, everybody, for tuning in. And we'll listen or we'll talk to you next time on the next episode of People People Unfiltered. Thank you.